0: Welcome to Humanize IT, where technology experts meet to discuss business strategy, industry trends, how we can make IT more personal, with conversations, not presentations, and occasionally engage in a laugh or two. <laughs> so this week's episode is keep the main thing, the main thing, which we which we talked about a bit in the uh, the weekly. But to keep the main thing, the main thing, I just realized I have not been reminding people, I think I do in the bumpers on the podcast, to please leave us a review. <laughs> we, we could use more reviews on our podcast. There's a lot of people listening to our podcast yeah. and only like four of you left reviews. I mean, we're, we're, we're sitting here and like the thousands of people who have listened to our, our podcast and we have like four reviews. So please, please um, check us out. Leave a review, even if it takes two seconds, like on iTunes yeah. or wherever you're listening. It really helps us out makes me feel good, makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Anyways, uh the keep the main thing the main thing is uh sometimes you get distracted in the everyday and you forget why you're doing something. And uh, I think my favorite story to tell on this is uh an intern starts working at a a tire factory. I'm probably butchering this, but go with me on it. An intern starts working at a tire manufacturing firm and uh they're they're walking him through the process of creating a tire from taking the, um, the materials, melting them down, forming them into the tire, building the belts, um, you know, pushing it through the assembly line. And uh, they get to the very end. And the last step is they wrap it in brown paper and they put it on the stack. And the intern asks him, "Like, why? Are you, I, this is a great process. You guys put so much care into these tires, but why are you wrapping them in brown paper? Aren't they sturdy? Aren't they durable?" And the the old engineer goes, "Well, to keep the white walls clean." Yeah, there, there's there's probably a few people who don't know, you know white what walls. white walls are. <laughs> 15 years ago, it used to be the height of style to have yeah, this the this nice nice of your tire dream. was painted dream, yeah. white. <laughs> It's classy. It's really classy. Uh, it got marked up really easy, though. And so you put paper on it. And so it's this idea of, like, sometimes you do things because you've always done them or you've lost your why. And so keeping the main thing, the main thing is, like, when I was doing a pitch to the angels, uh, like, a bunch of angel investors on um, on Tuesday. We're just playing around with the idea of bringing in investors. Uh, nobody needs to worry. Uh <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm just trying to put oh, some, yeah. put some, uh, rocket fuel on this fire. And, um, the idea is, is that I told, showed them all this cool stuff we're doing. I show them our really great revenue stream. I show them our, how many, uh, clients we had. And they're just kind of like humdrum. This is cool. And then I started the product tour and they're like, okay, that's cool. It's neat. I, we like how it looks. Um, but you could tell like of the 60 investors in this room that they were more interested in their wine and their comfy chair than they were in like the actual product I had until I showed them a business goal. Like one person asked a question like, so how are you helping me accomplish my business? Say, I want to increase sales by 20%. And so I go, well, actually I have a slide on that. So I went over to the slide of Acme Core. And I said right there, front and center on every single um, business is a business goal. And that business goal should always stay front and center. So no matter what you're working on, we know what this particular business is trying to accomplish. It stays the main thing. And all of a sudden, everybody got really yeah. interested in what I was saying. Like suddenly there's a vendor who's helping me achieve my goals. Absolutely. Yeah. What? <laughs> if not selling light bulbs here, I'm actually helping you achieve your business goals. And so there was a long conversation of like, Are we, are we directly responsible for the 20%? No, but because we're aware of your 20% goal, we can say, Hey, have you thought about to increase sales? Like, what's your big problem? Like, well, um, you know, we have to travel a lot and we really can't travel as much as we want to. Like, what if you did like virtual sales? You know, what if you did more online meetings? What if you, we could empower you to have better connections while on the road? Um, you know, like there's all these things that I know in my head that the business person does not, and yeah. they can weigh whether these solutions are going to help them or not, but it has to be a conversation. But if I don't know your goal, yeah. Yeah. then That's I'm going to make the stuff. main thing technology. Well, the it technology should be. technology is not the main thing.
1: Yeah, it's I know. In an ideal world, the nerds would say it's, it's the main thing, but unfortunately it's not the case. Right. Well, and I see this all the time in the
0: IT forums, and uh, sorry if I'm calling any of you listening out here, but it needs to be done. <laughs> the, like there was, a, there was a questionnaire day of like, this uh, manufacturing plant um, needed more Cat5 run. I mean, they need a whole makeover. And they're like, well, we got an in-house guy. Well, we'll let him run the Cat5. And the IT guy's like, how do I convince them that this is a bad idea and that I need to run the cables?
1: Well, what's I mean,
0: wrong with that a bad question? Idea? Skip? My my whole thing is like, if you can't explain why it's a bad idea, it sounds to me like you're yes. you're trying to sell them yes. rather than help them. Like this, yes. this I bet you this this maintenance guy on size manufacturing plant probably knows more about low and voltage knows more about that facility than you will facility. ever think about in your life. Let him run the wires and then test it. Like, and then the the entire thread was, hey, test, just test it. Verify that he, the drops work when he's done. Do you really want to be climbing out? No, the guy wanted the money. His main thing was he wanted to do the job so he could earn money. His main thing was not help the client. Because honestly, guys, any high school kid well, can run a cat 5. I don't know.
1: I, I've seen. I've seen some cables run that weren't. Yeah, it, I just mean, <laughs> pull them out and, or just cut them off and run it again. It was run so bad. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, you get kinks in there. This, I mean, but you can teach a good engineer should be able to say, okay, here's here's the do's and don'ts. Don't do, don't do these kinks. Make sure there's slack, ten percent slack. You know your basic principles. And then when you no, cramp, you teach no, them the first ten to crimp. And once they're sitting flush on the end, then you say, "Okay, go." But I'm going to verify nope. and every time you miss one.
1: You let them run the cables, and you can and you do the terminations. I don't know.
0: Uh, I'll teach termination.
1: Yeah, I have I'll to.
0: Term- I've terminated too many. I haven't had to terminate in like a good decade, and I do not miss it. So I uh,
1: I worked a, a hospital <laughs> deal many years um, ago, and. The uh, and that was a very similar deal. We we partnered with you know the uh, the hospital and the construction crew. You know there was a lot of regulations to running cable in a hospital. All right, and to be honest, I was not qualified to do. Yes. I knew it. I, I knew of a lot of these regulations, but I, I did not. Well, and so when to to run those. our sales team started you know, sniffing down this road, I started getting nervous. It was like, I don't know if I'm qualified to do that job. And fortunately, you know, logic prevailed. And what the deal ended up being was they would run everything and they just dropped it out of the, the, the low voltage box at the endpoint and dumped everything into the data closet. And so I came in and I terminated everything. And that way it was all done, you know, according to everybody's specialty. So there's a, there's a group of people working in here, running cable in a hospital is their thing, right? But the terminating of it all, not so much for me. I really enjoyed it. I didn't have to crawl around, you know, on a ladder in an attic. All I had to do was stand there and terminate. Now I did end up having to terminate eight. 1,800 cables in, in a period of about three days oh because they moved up the grand opening. All right. But anyway, I, I stood there and I, I I went to sleep and I saw the color codes in my head all, all the entire time I was asleep. It was too much. Uh, but anyway, yeah. um, but it's a, it's a matter of leveraging what you do really, really well. And so while that other contractors off running cable, I'm out doing something else that I do really well. And the things that you do really well is what you typically make your best margin on. So rather than taking my time and doing it on a low margin activity, I freed up my time to go do other higher margin activities. So it, it is more profitable to really work with people in that aspect. Um
0: You know, and and you used to say a phrase, what was it called? Dimes for dollars. Like you're, you're prioritizing these projects where you're making dimes and you're missing out on projects where you can be making dollars. And you got to look at your MSP and think, Do are you covering the white wealth for no reason? Are you still running cables? Because that's what we did in the nineties. Cause it was so lucrative (laughs) because today you've got better things to work on. You want a cloud migration, huge margins. You know, those kinds of things, huge margins Uh coming in and during a lunch and learn, like, you know, training sessions are huge. And so these, these big margin ticket items, you know, maybe it's a, a MSPs don't talk enough about margins like, hey, we really like to do um, these particular activities like tabletops or whatever it is you're doing, because the margins are huge, like on the PC It's like 5% or 6%, 7% on a license of Microsoft. Oh God, you're talking like a 20 buck license. You're kidding. How many, how many dollars? You know, a dollar 50 when you could be, and yes, sure. You make it up on bulk, right? You're selling a thousand licenses. Okay, you just made a couple thousand dollars. Or you can make a couple thousand dollars doing a cloud migration that takes you an afternoon. And so what is it that is going to like make you money versus cost you money? Or are you, you're, you're like, I'm making pl- plenty of profit at dimes. Okay. If you're happy, if you're your lifestyle business and you're making dimes, that's great. But if you help a company with their main goal, like increase sales by 20%, that's where the dollars come in. That's where all of a sudden they're buying things from you. That have like a a huge margin, like hundred fifty percent margin. You know, you're charging on billable hours. So you're charging like you're you're spending forty bucks on an engineer. You're charging one hundred twenty for their time. Yep, that's eighty dollars profit right there.
1: Well, and everybody from fits. a business perspective, you know, kind of for the moment, take technology out of this. You know, I know a lot of people listening to the podcast are business owners, or you're at least responsible for a budget of some sort. And if you're looking at some things and you're looking at one product or solution or service, whatever it is, and you just see, yes, this is gonna cost me X amount of dollars, and I'm gonna get a box out of it. All right, I'm gonna get, you know, an envelope shows up every week, whatever it is. All right. This is just X amount of dollars going out. But you look at another solution and you say, Hey, I'm gonna have to spend Maybe X amount of dollars, maybe the exact same amount, but this is going to help me, right? If if, if you're running a business, you probably need okay. some help, right? And if you're running a department, I don't think any of us are, you know, just awash in free time. So if, if someone can actually come in and help you, you're going to be interested in working with them because they're going to enable you to do more, and and that's got to be your focus. How can you help? Your customers, I know we we you know use the service phrase a lot. Um, it, it's not how you can provide IT service; it's how you can help your customers and their business. And you've got to be able to focus on that.
0: Yeah, you know, I, we go to we've been going to a lot of conferences lately. It's been eye opening for me watching people. They're looking for one more thing to sell. They're looking for something to add on to their sec. What people need to be doing is stopping the tool sprawl and be focusing on delivery. But delivery isn't top of mind for a lot of engineers. It's not the main thing for engineers. The main thing for engineers is I want to be able to deliver cool stuff. And <clears throat> they see something shiny, they see a shiny new tool at a conference, and they want to buy it because it gives them something to do, something cool to work on, the next cool thing. And then you walk over to a booth like Humanize, and we're here to say, hey, look, we're not gonna give you a new tool. We're going to give you the ability to talk to your customers about the important things. And so we are simplifying your life. It's not as sexy as that shiny new pen testing tool or that really nice new um, PC management tool. That's gonna to allow you to do six more things or, or you know that RMM that costs a dollar an endpoint less, you know, or 10 cents an endpoint less. And you're gonna make more margin off that instantly. Yeah, that margin may be cheaper, but how much is the lift to get there? How many how many hours are you spending? The point is like spending more time on the client experience, spending more time talking to a uh, a client about how can we help you achieve your goals. That is going to make you money. That is going to help you focus which projects to prioritize. It's like this weekend in our in our weekly update on Thursday, we even start we were talking about how. You know, you need to speak your client's love language. Like, what is it that matters to them? You could work your butt off going to this client and terminating 1,800 cables. They won't care. So, the natural thing about an MSP is oh, we need to tell them what we did, otherwise, they won't appreciate us. So, we're going to tell them how Skip terminated 1,800 cables. Now, think about a marriage for a a sex. Just let's talk about just any relationship you're in with a human being and they constantly brag of all the things they've done for you. How does that sound? Like, do you really enjoy being around that person? I cleaned your room for you. I changed the oil in your car, oil, in your car for you. You know what? All that person wants to know is do they look pretty today? Are they doing a good job as a parent? They want some kind of verbal affirmation that they're doing well. But you're doing all these things for them. You're chopping wood for them. You're changing the car oil. You're uh, you know, running around. And all they want to hear about is that, that they're doing well. And you never say that. That's, that's how relationships drift apart. It's not because you're not working hard. It's because you're not working on the main thing. And so in a business, when you work on that, hey, I'm going to help you this year, get to that 20% sales goal. And even if you don't end up with a project that helps them, Knowing that you tried and were cognizant in every meeting with them of their goal makes them feel heard and valued as a customer. And now they're more willing to reciprocate that. Like when you say, hey, you know what? I know that we're trying to grow by 20%, but if we don't take care of these two issues real quick, it's going to cause some operational inefficiencies that might hurt that. Now you're talking in context.
1: Now what you say yeah. matters. That proceeds. So value. So let me put it in the context of that, that hospital that I was doing. And so we had been work at this hospital a lot. And so regular meetings with them was, you know, a common thing. And had we gone into that meeting after my big cable push and said, hey, we we terminated, you know, X number of pairs and we installed, you know, this many Uh, patch panels and we did this much, you know, cable management and we installed, you know, X number of switches and we just run through the list of what I see so many times MSPs are doing X number of PCs patched. We identified, you know, 14,000 vulnerabilities or what they just run through all these lists and it's just data. That's not really interesting. What was really important to this hospital was they had this giant ceremony. All right. So this was their emergency department, right? It's not the emergency room, right? Uh, they, they got a little offended. I learned that you call it the emergency department. Uh, and so, you know, they'd launched this whole new wing, this, you know, there had been a bond uh, with the County to raise money for all this. It was, it was a big deal for them. And for whatever reason, I never really got the, Low down on that part, they had moved up their ribbing cutting ceremony, their big, you know, celebration of this new emergency department, they'd rolled it up one whole week. And and that's why I spent an 18 hour log straight, 18 continuous hours in one day to closet, you know, terminating all this stuff. But that's the conversation that we went to the customer with was, hey, you guys moved the deadline. We're happy to say we was able to meet your new deadline. So you could open your emergency department on time. Right. That's all we had to say. We didn't have to go into all the work it took to do that. We had, we could show up and say, Hey, we helped you meet your goal. They looked at us and went, great. Thank you so much. We appreciate your work. That, that was, that was a value.
0: And that's, And that's perfect because, listen to what Skip is saying. He could have walked in there and said, I worked 18 hours. I put in overtime. I missed my kid's birthday party. uh, I did, you know, I, 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 I. He didn't. He said, we were able to meet your goal so that you could accomplish this thing and do this. The focus is on the client. The main thing is the client, the client's happiness, what matters to them. And so over and over and over again in QBRs, I hear people like talk to them about QBRs. They say, I need to tell them what I've done this this quarter or they won't appreciate me. No, you don't. I'm telling you flat out. You do not have to tell your client that. You're focusing on the wrong thing. You need to focus on, hey, are you able to do this now? And when they say yes, it's like okay, I'm going to check that off our list. Are you able to do this now? Yes. If you aren't doing that net positive s break fix changing the oil it happens. I don't need my I don't need my mechanic to tell me how they changed my oil and all the complications of changing my oil. Did it get done? Yes. I need to know that I drive into Valvoline, that I spent my 20 minutes there listening to my audiobook oil got changed and I can drive out anything happened in there. Like I need to get my transmission oil oil done again. Cause I tow a lot and uh, they'll say, yeah, <clears throat> like, well, go ahead and do that while you're, while I'm here. Cool. I don't need to know the details. Did it get done? Can I now drive my car safely? And that's, that's a, that's a mechanic. That's a maintenance schedule. And so when you're talking to your clients, how are you helping them meet their goals? Instead of saying, we closed a thousand tickets of this last quarter, say, hey, how are you doing on that 20% sales goal? I say, it's been going great. Our, our members have been, our, our salespeople have been on the road. They have been able to increase the number of demos they've done and number of site visits. And say, oh, cool. I'm glad everything's running uh, smoothly and efficiently. Well, I'll, I'll let our service department know they're doing a good job.
1: That, that is. yep.
0: That's it. They don't need to know the thousand things or the fact that you reduced tickets by 20%. You can say, hey, um, how have things been going with the company? And they say it's been going really well. Awesome. You know, because we've been working really hard to make sure that there's not as many as, as many interruptions to well- your day. Because I know that was a big thing for you is that we kept getting the day interrupted. Again, you're working towards a goal with the client. Again, the main thing is the client's success, not how productive you are as an IT company. And we get lost in that. And maybe it's because you're not feeling valued as an IT company. And if you're not feeling valued as an IT company, it might be because you're not working on the right thing. And you can translate that to your personal relationships as well. If you're not feeling valued by your best friend, your dog.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. You'll never feel valued <laughs> by your cap, but
0: that's beside the point. Um, if you don't feel valued, maybe think that yeah, you're working hard, but are you working on the right thing? Are you working on the thing that they care about? And so f- work through that, that, that thing. And so if you as an MSP are not feeling valued by your client, are you working on the wrong things? Well, they don't see how hard we're working. Correct. Because are you having an impact that somebody else couldn't have? It's like, if you have to show how many tickets you close, anybody can show that. And then you become a low ball, low, low bid game. You show them how you're helping them in their business to achieve their objectives and their goals. You keep them as the main thing, not you. You're going to change every relationship you have. You say, I'm going to keep their goal, the main thing. I've got my own goals here. They're in my head. I want to make a profit as an MSB. That's the main thing for me. I want to make profit. This client is making me (laughs) a profit. (laughs) Bye-bye. And so don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying be a doormat. I'm saying yes and do more by being higher perceived value. Higher perceived value means that you're solving problems the client wants to have solved. Here's a quick...
1: You know, kind of so. litmus test on some of your engagements. So, uh, an earlier part of my career, you know, especially the corporate world, um, you know, I, I had some great supervisors and and directors, and I would go to all these corporate meetings, and and I was the I was the you know the second second gun. All right, you know, they were leading and driving, but they brought me along because I was the technical expert, right? And so, I'm in these engagements, you uh, know, in in more of the the IT service world I got to pair up with a lot of great account managers again I'm the the technical expert so the account manager brings me along but the the spot it put me in in a lot of these meetings was I wasn't driving the conversation I was not quite the fly on the wall but I'm I'm there and I'm watching these and many times an unproductive meeting would fall into one of two categories All right. Um, One is the, the technology lead is doing all the talking. All right. They're just telling, telling, telling about technology, about all the stuff that's happened. They're, they're just, you know, just gorging all this information. All right. They, those are typically not very productive meetings. The other ones is yes. The other, the customer side, is, is talking a lot, but all they're doing is gripping. All right. And, And it's because things have gone bad. This has gone bad. All right. And we've got to handle both of those. But when you get into a meeting where the conversation is split much, much more evenly and you're collaborating and not you talk for half of the meeting and they talk for other half of the meeting. No, you talk for a few sentences. They talk for a few sentences. You know, you go back and forth when you see those conversations happen. Those are productive meetings. Those are good engagements. They help your bottom line. They help you keep your customers and you've got and, and that, that's how we understand and work towards the one main thing is we listen to our clients.
0: I would say as a public speaker, as somebody who's uh, given many lectures, mostly to my kids, um, is, uh, (laughs) is when you get questions back, that's how you know you're engaging. And so when I'm in a room, sometimes when I do a talk, I specifically leave gaps in my talk to prompt questions. Like he didn't answer that question. And so like, I I was just prepping my, my angel talk, you know, right or when I'm talking about to MSPs about my pitch, I will leave specific gaps in there that are obvious. I should have answered that question, but I didn't. Because if my audience is engaged and listening to what I said, the question will be obvious, and they'll have something to ask at the end of the lecture. And so that that kind of prompts a good conversation afterwards. If you're in a meeting and they're asking engaging questions, What's not the cost? usual, like, you know, like, elevated conversations... Because they're trying to be polite, but they're actually like, okay, so f- let me know. Like, so if if we upgrade our internet, that'll allow our salespeople to do what? Like, well, they could have high um definition streams of their sales calls rather than driving on the road. They could also deliver high value content via StreamYard or other solutions. And they could be having multiple meetings at a time, which means that you could have five uh, sales engineers working in an afternoon on five separate sales calls, having a world-class feel to them, rather than sending them on a $2,000 road trip. Oh, so that's a great question that you have prompted at the end of this. means that you're trying to solve their sales problem. And now they're just trying to like cover the things in their head, like why? So after the angel meeting, like I had a lot of these questions, like, so how are you helping me get more 20% more sales? Like, well, it depends. Where are your roadblocks? Maybe you need to have QR codes available so people can buy more instantly. Maybe you need to have a better way of selling on the road. Whatever it is, it's your roadblock that you've identified as a business owner. That is what I want to help you solve because I don't understand the problem, but you do. But I've got technologies floating around in my brain that you may not know about. Maybe you're having a hard time with customer service on the website. Maybe ChatGPT would be a nice solution for you. There's some great chatbots out there we can help you research. These are things, and then they ask questions, what do you mean? Like, well, natural language AI has come a long ways. And when you talk to it now, you can actually ask answer questions about content you have on your website. So if you get a lot of content on your website, it might be a great idea to have a chat bot on your website. And so you can answer questions like this because now they're asking you questions and you can ask them questions and it goes back and forth. Everybody's winning. That's when you know you have a successful conversation with anyone is when they ask questions. So... I love this topic. We should probably do more yeah. this topic more often. We're at 30 minutes here, so I mm-hmm. need to I need to cut it off, but keep the main thing the main thing, people. And and that's all about building relationships. Relationships matter. There's something you have to keep in focus. What is it that the person across the table from you wants to accomplish and how can you get them there? That's the main thing. Your main thing is how are you designing profits? Their main thing is how are they doing profits? But How, how are they getting, get there? How are you going to help them? And then you will feel valued. They will feel valued and you'll start making dollars instead of dimes. Thank you everyone. This has been a great topic and and I look forward to next week's conversation. Thank you for joining us today. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, comment, and check out our Facebook page. Also, encourage others who want to see IT Transform to subscribe as well. We could always use your help.